Hello, everyone. Welcome to Simple Minded. My name's Hannah First. I am the host and my co-host, Linda, is here. Hi, Linda. Hi, Hannah. Hi, everyone. (laughs) So today we are doing things a little bit differently. Linda's actually going to be interviewing me because the topic of today's episode is the art to solo travel because I am a big solo traveler and Linda and I are actually going on a road trip in a few days and that's because I can't bear you to drive up by yourself I feel so I was going to drive up by myself and then you decided to come now this this would have actually been uh, do you know what I should have done in preparation for this episode we should have reached out to tourism Australia and been like we're doing a travel episode do you want to sponsor the episode but we didn't tourism Australia you need to contact when the borders open tourism authority of Thailand they get such a run on this I know. (laughs) But you may be wondering why we're talking about travel when there is no international travel at the moment. But I think this is a really good opportunity for people that haven't seen Australia to go and travel Australia because that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I think that if you have never gone on a solo trip before, traveling in Australia for the first time would be a really good way to get into it because you know it's like home. If everything falls apart, you know, you can just jump on a flight and head home. Call mummy and she'll pick you up. (laughs) She'll come and pick you up. But anyway, before we get started on this episode, Linda, I had someone message me on the single-minded Instagram, which is at single-minded pod. And they said, dear Linda, www.loomate.com. You're welcome. Lou- Sorry, it's W Lou Mate. That's right. Not Lou Mate. Yeah, Lou Mate. L O O Mate. It? So online it says as seen on TV. I have never heard or seen this product before. And yeah. what I gather is it activates when your mate puts the toilet seat up, then you go to flush, and then the seat goes <laughs> down. And if you don't flush, it still activates in two minutes. So it's certainly an option until I get my fancy urinal. Because it's not- I feel like this is another, this is totally another sponsorship opportunity. Yeah, I still probably need to get the urinal though. But anyway, I'm, I had never heard of it. Thank you so much for sending the link. I'm very excited. On sale now. Right. How much is it? Well, it's normally $39.95. Oh, cheap. So I am going to buy two of them. Amazing. I post travel Q&As on my Instagram and one of the most common questions that I get is, how do you travel on your own? Don't you get scared? Lots of questions about solo travel. So that is the topic today. And speaking about solo travel, next Friday, mum and I are going on a road trip up to Byron and she's leaving me there. I just want to say, I think you've you've become a good solo traveler, but I think you were always that way because yeah. when you were young, you always went against whatever we wanted to do on trips, including we're in the Northern Territory going on a walk and you just refused to come and you were 12 and I didn't know what to do. So we actually left you in a cafe and (laughs) there was a time in Thailand that we were going to a market. Now, you usually like markets anyway. You wanted to stay in the hotel. We were gone for ages and when we got back, you were hysterical because you thought we were all dead, all four of us. I did. So I remember that really well. So I stayed in the hotel room and you know, it just hours and hours and hours. And I was like, my whole family's dead. And I was 
couldn't stop crying. Now, do you remember the only time you were brilliant was that we made you sign a contract before we took you. (laughs) I will participate in all activities. (laughs) You signed it and you actually were good on that holiday. And then we had to give up because you really were, from a very young age, a solo traveler. I didn't like family group activities and I think now you didn't like it the family sense. full stop. <laughs> now it makes sense because I really love to travel on my own. So why solo travel? I think the reason this topic's really aligned to this podcast is because as when you're younger you go on trips with your friends because everyone's young and single and even if people have boyfriends you seem to travel as groups of sort of girls and then everyone gets coupled up and engaged and even Ruby my sister and I used to travel and now she's coupled up people go on trips with their partners something if if you're single you kind of have to travel on your own unless you have a single friend that can go traveling with you even if I had friends that would come with me I really love going on trips on my own because you get to meet so many different people you have to get out of your comfort zone do you reckon you get irritated though with other people oh I definitely traveling with other I think you might (laughs) I think I think I really like my alone time and particularly when I was in Thailand over the summer holiday, I had my own bungalow. And usually when you're traveling with two people, you share a room. And so I really like to have my own bungalow, my own bed, my own space. I personally love to travel on my own, but I think that if you have never done it before, but you're single and in your 30s, it's a really good thing to do because it means that you can totally go on a big new adventure and you'll meet so many people. I know it sounds scary to meet people, but... That's what I was going to ask. What is the scariest thing about solo travel? For me, I've only really, I think I only gotten on a plane by myself a couple of times. That that scares me. <laughs> so, but what happened to you when you, you moved to London for a year? Oh, that's true. What happened to you? <laughs> so, what happened was I had a boyfriend and my parents did not like him, not good enough, but who was going to be good enough? <laughs> and so, they gave me an overseas flight. How old were you? 24? No, 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 no. I was maybe 22. Okay. I got the trip for my 21st. So we went to Paris, stayed there a couple of weeks, and then I was meeting a girlfriend in London. We were going to move in together. So they actually flew to London with me. Yeah. I remember mum taking me and my bags in a taxi to the apartment, checked that it was all okay, <sighs> and left me there. And so a year later, well and truly broken up with the boyfriend they didn't like, it was time to come home. And my father came with my brother and they actually picked, picked me up, up, took me to the airport, and we flew back. So nothing really to worry about. So you basically you got dropped off to your girlfriend to live with her in London, and then you got picked, picked up, in up London. from a different girlfriend and brought yep. back home. I was always living with people, but yes, that's my. That's your only. You've never solo travelled though, have you? Never. <laughs> I couldn't. Yes, you can, Linda. Whenever I get on the plane about to go somewhere, I think the thing that I get the most scared about is 
I get worried about being alone and about being lonely. I'm actually not worried about getting robbed or like anything like that. I'm really nervous that I won't meet anyone. I get really nervous at the start and I like lose my confidence. And then when I get there, I loosen up. It takes me a few days to loosen up. But on the plane, you know, I'm really nervous that I won't meet people and that I'll have to spend the whole trip alone in my hotel room. But but that never happens. No, that never happens. But that's always so. So at you're the not moment, scared about being attacked. No, 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 no. Because no. okay. I'm. I've been doing it for so long now that you know. I know. I have my wits about me. So have you ever come across a dangerous situation? India was probably the one country that I had done a lot of research on India before I went, and I was reading all the blogs. Like I read a lot of blog posts about women traveling in India and. You know, there were some kind of horror stories about it not being the safest place for a single woman to travel on her own. That was the one place where, because I'd read so much that I was a little bit nervous. And so, what I did for the first few days was I booked a hotel at the airport, like at Delhi Airport, had the hotel pick me up from the airport, drive me to the hotel. And, and what really freaked me out was the guy at the desk said, so are you on your own? And I was like, yep. He's like, oh, like he looked so shocked. And I was like, okay, now I'm getting really nervous. The next morning I got the hotel to drop me back at the airport and then I got to Goa and I had the hotel send a taxi to pick me up from Goa Airport. So you really, yeah, played it safe. For the first few days I played it really safe. Then I met up with some friends and so I really, within the first month, I relaxed and then by the second month I just acted like I lived there and I just walked around like I just lived there. I didn't look like a traveller and so no one bothered me. Nothing happened. And I remember flying from Rishikesh into Delhi. This was towards the second month. And it was a completely different experience from the first time I flew into Delhi. I just got my bag got to the taxi stand. There was hundreds of people trying to get taxis. I literally felt like I lived there. And so I got in a taxi on my own and I just felt, I felt really comfortable at that point. So I think that if you're nervous at the start, book all of your taxis, make sure you've got your hotels booked at the start and give yourself a grace period to relax and start to feel kind of more at home. So one thing I cannot do is I could Mm. eat breakfast and lunch, but I could not go out for dinner on my own. I have (laughs) never done it. I'd rather sit in the hotel and starve or order Uber Eats. So do you ever go out for dinner on your own when you're traveling? All the time. And, you know, I've spoken to you about Sarah Wilson. Yes. She In her recent book, she actually did this sort of whole chapter on this woman that she saw eating on her own at a restaurant and this girl was just sitting there, no book, no phone, and just sitting and just like contemplating life. I probably wish I could do that more because I usually bring my Kindle or I have my phone and I put headphones in, but... Solo dining can be, I think it's probably one of the more awkward things to do when you travel. And I remember I've done it so many times. But one of the things that if you're in, say, do you know the sanctuary where I go in Thailand? What's really good about that place? It's different because there's a whole group of 
people who are solo. The thing is, when you go to places where there's lots of solo travellers, which is what I would recommend, is that when you go for dinner in the restaurant, usually people are really open to just being like, hey, do you mind if I join you? We're in Fiji and I think yes. we're, we're on a, in a quiet spot with a very uh, sort of beachside restaurant and there was a woman on her own and I just felt Oh, sorry, sorry for her. Sorry, <laughs> Hannah. And That's so you, yeah. we then asked her to join us for dinner, actually, most days. And then we started having breakfast with her. I just thought I wouldn't want to be beachside holidaying completely on my own. Well, you would feel really sorry for me because I dine alone all the time. I've done it. I've done it a lot. So when you are anywhere in the world on your own, how do you, you get to wherever you're staying and then how are you meeting people? I think this is one of the hardest things about travel is meeting new people. And I think it's the, and as I said, it's the thing that scares me the most about solo travel is that I won't meet anyone. I think the best way to meet people is to stay in either hostels or find places in the world that have a real community vibe about them. So that's why I go back to the sanctuary all the time because there's so many solo travellers and it's got such a community vibe. You know, one of the girls that I met at the sanctuary over Christmas has become one of my really good friends. Another good way to meet people is to go on like a three-day tour. So I remember I was in Israel and I was on my own and so I joined this group tour to Jordan. There was about 10 young people and sort of the rest were a little bit older. We all became really fast friends on that trip because we were all traveling alone. And then we got back to Israel and we all like caught up for nights out and caught up for lunch. So that's another really good way to meet people. So getting on to hostels. So a a hostel to me means maybe something a bit grotty. How do you find something that's nice and clean and safe? And if you're sharing a room, is that mixed sharing or women's and men's rooms? So I've done both. I've done men in the same room and I've done female only dorms. No way I would do that. It's totally far. Look, it's not. Even even when I was young. If you're a woman traveling alone and the thought of a mixed dorm scares you, then definitely do a female dorm only. And a lot of hostels do female dorms only. And another thing that you can do if you don't want to stay in a dorm is just get a private room at a hostel, which is what I did. I was in Cambodia last year. I was traveling with a friend, but we just stayed in private rooms in hostels. And do you get your own bathroom? Yes, you do. Phew. So the way to find a good hostel, there actually are some really nice, clean hostels. It's not what you think it is. The best way to find a good hostel is I usually go on Hostel World or Booking.com and I read all the reviews. And I remember I was looking at a hostel recently. The reviews were saying how dirty it was and that is like big red flag for me if there's any reviews that say it's dirty or grotty or they don't clean it then I'm like no Uh, I remember Steph and I stayed in a hostel in Udaipur in India and it was really grotty I probably wouldn't do that again and I don't know if we had read enough reviews because you've got to read the reviews but a second really good way to find good places to stay is when you get to the first destination or the second destination try to chat to people in the hostel that you're staying in or wherever you're staying and then ask those people because usually those people have probably traveled around 
prior to getting there and ask them where they stayed. I reckon some of the best tips that I've ever gotten while traveling was from other travelers. Get a piece of paper, ask them and write down all their tips. So as a solo traveler, what do you think are your best destinations? And I want to preface this by saying Don't say you Thailand. are. No, no. Today you are allowed to say the word Thailand. Okay. All right. Cool. So my number one place is Copenhagen in Thailand because so I go over to the. It's got three bays. It's got Hard Yuan, Hard Tien, and Wainan Beach. And the reason I really like it there is that it's there's a lot of solo travelers. Everyone's a little bit older. So I'm in my 30s. And sometimes when you go to hostels with lots of young people, all they want to do is party. And so in my 30s, I'm sort of not interested in that vibe anymore. Well, you, you still like a bit of ecstatic dancing though. Yes. Well, that was another thing I was going to say. Another really scary thing to do is ecstatic dance. And I've actually turned up to an ecstatic dance on a Sunday morning on my own and had to dance on my own with like hundreds of people. That is terrifying. I have no problem ecstatic <laughs> dancing. I do it all the time. <laughs> Solo. Really? I, I think I could do that. Yeah. Well, I, ecstatic <laughs> dance is one of my favorite things to do. That's one place that I really love just because it's an older crew and there's partying, but there's also wellness. So it's like a bit of, it's a bit of a mix. Another thing that I thought was a, was really good if you're a little bit older was the Camino de Santiago. And so that is an 800 kilometer hike from France all the way to Spain. And there's a lot of like, it's a real mixed ages, but because you walk from town to town to town, you end up meeting all these people along the way and you have dinner together and you, and you walk and you talk. And that's just a really amazing way to see Spain because you're walking, but it's also like a healthy activity. I could never go on a hike on my own. I would feel so lost. I don't know how we're going to get you out of your comfort zone, Linda. I don't need to. I'm past it. <laughs> okay. So is that it for good destinations or the best? The best places to go as a solo travel is around Southeast Asia and Asia. So like Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand. I love Bali and I also really loved India. I thought that was completely different to anywhere else I'd ever been. So yeah, they're my fave places. I would say the only thing about Cambodia was that it was a little bit younger and so they, the hostels did feel younger and they there was a lot of partying going on and so the most important question and I know the answers to this what are your best international romance stories <laughs> so I think one of the best was I was in Israel and I met this guy out at a bar and we went on a couple of dates in Tel Aviv he was Israeli and then he said to me and this may I, I had good vibes about him I don't think I, I don't know scary. if I recommend. No, no, he was really lovely. So he actually said to me, do you want to come out to the desert with me? And, I mean, most people would be like, um, no. No way, murder in the <laughs> desert. So I then was in Jerusalem and I got on a – he was like, here's the date, here's the place, get on this bus. So I went to the bus depot in Jerusalem, got on a bus to Sukim. It is, I literally got off the bus in the middle of nowhere. It was just like there was a petrol station and then it was just mm. desert. So he met me at the bus station. I had a little backpack with me. We walked to this incredible, it was like a desert, it, they're like mud huts in the middle of the desert. This is not sounding good. So we got our mud hut and we set up 
we made a campfire and we played Elvis and we watched the stars and it was just completely, I'll have to put some photos on my Instagram story to show you how incredible this place was. Really important question. Was there a bathroom in the mud hut? It was one of those compostable kind of <gasps> toilets where you Stinky put- toilets. Yeah. So, it was like an eco toilet where you you have to put sand or something yeah, on you have to-, to hold your nose, lift the lid, the flies come up and bite you on the ass. Yeah. It's kind of like a camping Ugh. toilet. You know, when you go camping and you've, it's like a drop toilet, it was kind of a nice version of that. Oh, my worst. Okay. It was an incredible- But that, that didn't stop the romance or there wasn't no, romance? No, I actually- decided I wasn't really into him okay. in that way, but we still had a really fun night. It was really Well, you're fun. very then- brave to head off in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and survive. That's when you have the best experiences. But another story was, which everyone still laughs about, was when I was in South America and I, for those that don't know, I'm in love with Colin Farrell and I literally thought, I may have been a little bit drunk, that Colin Farrell was standing in the bar <laughs> in Cusco, Peru. I was like, oh, my God, it's Colin Farrell. (laughs) And he walked out of the bar. I followed him out of the bar and I said, hey. And he was like, hey. And we start chatting. Then we were making out in the street. And did you still think it was Colin Farrell? I still, and he had a German accent. I don't know what (laughs) I was thinking. You were tripping. I was totally not in my right mind. Yeah. My friend who was with me always brings it up and was like, do you remember that time (laughs) that you thought you kissed Colin Farrell? And I was like, yep, don't remind me. (laughs) And then the last story that I had was, I guess it's, I had a pretty crazy romance in India, um, but I can't chat about it now so I think it's just that the is story. a whole episode it's like I need to write a book about it it was so crazy but I think that's a whole episode so you can't travel overseas possibly not for another year <sighs> what's your next solo trip idea I never ever travel Australia and so I've decided to go and live the digital nomad lifestyle and I'm going to be working remotely working four days a week and I'll be traveling around Australia so mum and I we are you and I are going to be driving up to Byron Bay on Friday. You're leaving after about four days and then I'm going to be on my own. But I do have some friends coming up to see me. And then once they all leave in January, I was thinking I would do a bit of a road trip up to the far north Queensland. There's actually a lot of hostels, like I'm staying in hostels and in private rooms and hopefully we'll meet some fellow Aussie travellers. And what I love about what's happening on the trip is you said to me, you made me buy new, what are these called, ear pods. You're going to download. Air pods. Air pods. <laughs> Air pods. Yes. You said you can download podcasts and you'll get me on track so that I can listen to podcasts in the car because clearly you don't want to speak to me for how many hours is the trip. Well, we've got 16-hour drive. I think we're going to need some alone time. You, you will will need alone time. So you will probably get really (laughs) crabby with me if I talk too much. No, I don't want to talk too much though. (laughs) I want to, I want to have some alone time. Um, but yeah, so I feel like anyone listening, if you, if you were going to do your first solo trip, I reckon Australia is, it's super safe. It's home. So you really, Australia is really easy. It's the currency that you know, the people you know. And so I feel like if you were going to do your first solo trip, 
Australia would be the perfect place. That's all of my solo travel tips and we will be on the road on Friday. I've bought new bright pink Birkenstocks that are made of oh my plastic God, no. especially and <sighs> a new bucket hat. A pink bucket hat, so I'm going to look a real treat. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Going to check in with the challenge last week. So the challenge was to find an area of your life that you are racing towards the finish line and slow down was pretty much the challenge. And I actually wanted to um, read out a DM I got on Instagram from someone and she said, holy shit, the challenge this week is exactly where I am at right now. I need to slow down to enjoy where I am at instead Mm. of being on the hamster wheel and letting life happen around me because I'm too consumed with work and the anxieties it brings. Thanks for the podcast. How have you slowed down? So I already did this. Like I think I've been doing this slowly, slowly over lockdown, but definitely I did this with work. So I was obsessed I don't know if you remember, mum, but I was absolutely obsessed with I want to get the better title. I want to keep getting promoted, getting promoted. And I realized that I don't know why I'm just pushing myself to keep going, keep going, keep going. So I've actually totally slowed down at work. I'm working four days. I'm not obsessively trying to get the next promotion. I'm just enjoying the work that I'm doing. Going back to enjoying the job. As you get more promotions and you start to move up, you stop doing the things that you love. And I really realized that. So I'm kind of going back to the role that I love, which started is, with. Uh, yeah. So I'm back, sort of back to basics. Creative so I feel like content. Back to content. Yeah. Fully back Good. into content. And I also get Fridays off so I can spend Fridays doing this podcast, which is what I love. And this Friday, you've spent two Fridays not Shut really up. getting anywhere, but this Friday you were up. We did the tan mm-hmm. in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had a productive brainstorming day. Yeah. Well, now onto this week's challenge. So on the theme of solo travel, something that is really good for people to practice, I think, if they're wanting to go on a solo trip and they they want to go traveling on their own. I mean, even if you have a partner and even if you're married, I think solo travel is such a good way to get out of your comfort zone and kind of face your fears of being alone. I think a really good challenge for this week would be to start a conversation with someone that you don't really know. So that might be even just someone at the coffee shop or, you know, those really weird situations where you're like out and someone starts chatting to you. Has that happened to you, Linda? I don't mind people chatting to me, but I probably am not one to just start it. To start a conversation with someone. I don't think so. I'm not that type. Okay. Well, so one of the things when you are solo traveling, one of the things that you have to get really comfortable with is if you're like sitting at reception or you're sitting at a restaurant or you're sitting at a bar or wherever you are, you have to get really comfortable with being like, oh, hey, I'm da-da-da-da and how long have you been here for? Like, You actually have to get really comfortable with doing that or sometimes there's like, I've been guilty of this. You look like you've got resting bitch face and so no one speaks to you. So I think the challenge this week is to chat to someone that you don't know, just start a small talk conversation with someone. It might be someone at the coffee shop. It might be your barista. It might be someone at the gym, whoever it is, start up a conversation, just a short conversation with them. 
Does that sound doable? It's doable. Can't be a barista though because you know your barista so well. Because another thing that's really hard as you get older is to meet new friends. I think it's hard to make new friends. It is. It is. But I've made a lot of friends solo traveling and I still chat to a lot of them. So anyway, that is the challenge this week. I really feel nervous about talking to someone, but I'm going to have to do it. I don't, you, what am I going to do? I have nervous. to start practicing. No, I actually would be really nervous to go up to someone. Yeah, so you're going to make the first move. Yeah, and I have to like start some sort of, you know, how how good's the weather today? It's just going to be really awkward. Yeah. And they're probably going to look at me like, what the hell? Why is she talking to me? Well, that is it from us this week. If you have any other solo travel questions, hit me up on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah First. It's in the episode notes. So we'll be back next week. If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. See you next week. 